0: Golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating.
1: Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. Before we were born to drive.
2: It's the Golf Insiders giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 the game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of ball.
3: We love it. And turn on the lights. Hello, Orlando. We love it. We love it. You're listening to the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I 4. In the house, Holly G, along with Kevin Sternett from the Golden Bear Club and Mr. Will Perry's tweeting away from Finland. Kevin?
1: Is he really? Yes. Oh yeah, I saw it. He's at the highest spot in Finland right now.
3: That's right. Right now. I mean, the Golf Insiders, we are worldwide. We are a global show.
1: I, is he going to call in?
3: No, I don't believe so. Mm. We got a pretty packed lineup tonight. We're going to be doing a little Olympics wrap-up. Incredible win by NB Park, overcoming her injuries and pressure of, uh, you know, falling off her game a bit this year. And grab that Olympic gold. Really, really great stuff. It was. Uh, The U.S. Women's Olympics did not disappoint, as did um, the Men's Olympics. And we're going to be talking about that with Bob Herrick from ESPN, who's back from Rio and will be in our second segment. But see, woohoo, Kim (laughs) ties the Wyndham scoring mark to bring home his first PGA Tour title.
1: At 21 years old.
3: Yeah, boy. Are these guys good?
1: Are these guys good? I mean, these 20-year-olds, they're out there practicing. And remember? I mean, we got kids at our club, at, at at the Golden Bear Club, practicing day in and day out. They come out. I'm like, you playing today? No, just practicing, just practicing. And that's all they do. I mean, they just hit ball after ball after ball. I remember when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was like hit a couple balls, go play, come back, have lunch, go out, hit play, play, play. I didn't care about practicing. All Today, all they want to do is Practice, you know why? Because Hideki's on the back of the range; he's always practicing. So to be like Hideki, who finished third Third. in the past tournament, you got to practice.
3: He's looking, he's looking pretty good, but they keep commenting on his putting. Kevin, I think uh, Nick Faldo saying something about he's got to stop rocking those shoulders. Seems uh, that the the putting is a little uncertain, especially when it comes to closing the deal on Sunday.
1: He and I will talk later this week about it. I guess. Well, no, he's at the Barclays, so we won't be a chance to talk about it.
3: Well, I know you got a little chance to tee it up with Sean Foley, hanging out with some of your buds out there at the Mm -hmm. Golden Bear Club.
1: Yeah, Sean, uh, Johnny Damon, um, some really uh, stellar talent that we have at the Golden Bear Club, and you know, for them to even like ask me to play with them, I was honored to play with those guys. I mean, they were gentlemen and scholars.
3: Well, speaking of Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon is going to be playing in our Golf United for Pulse charity scramble, which we are just two days away from. Kevin, we're so uh, honored Not even and
1: privileged—thirty-six like hours to
3: be partnered up with this fantastic group. Yeah, don't tell me I've been uh, working twenty-four hours straight, but uh, we are so excited. We're, we've got so many great people coming out for the tournament. We're Unfortunately, uh, we sold out several weeks ago, but uh, we're still you know, looking for donations, which you can give at golfunited.org, and we're going to take a few minutes to check in with another guy who's working real hard, the tournament director out at Grand Cypress, and who will be serving uh, as our tournament director for the Golf United for Pulse Scramble, Robert Scott on the line. Hey, Robert.
4: Holly, how are you?
3: Doing well. I know we're... Uh, all a little blurry-eyed as we're crossing the T's and dotting the I's here, but uh, looking forward to the the start of the event at 8 a.m. We've got Mayor Buddy Dyer coming out to give some opening remarks, and he's actually playing in the tournament. It's pretty exciting.
4: We do. I'm very excited, and uh, I don't know about you, but I just got back from vacation yesterday from rio so i'm just kind of hanging out taking it easy you're doing all the hard work
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right after your big stint on the golf channel they whipped you right over there for a, a little celebrity tour right
4: exactly then the today show all over the place no we are um we have all been working very hard for this event and you mary paula josh um luckily i got surrounded a with uh around great people and makes me look a whole lot better. But um, we actually found out a few days ago as well that Stuart Appleby is going to be out there. He's going to make some announcements, and then he's going to drive around with um, each group, just give them uh, you know, a quick tip. So we're super excited about that. We've got Charlotta Sorenstam, Annika's sister. She's going to be out there at uh, as a whole in one witness and, and talking to each one of the groups. Uh, we've got the mayor that's involved, of course, uh, Keens Point. We've got the, a few teams from there. We've got Johnny Damon. Um, we, it's just an amazing, exciting event that we've pulled together in such. Realistically, you know, it's been a couple of months, and we've pulled this all together. We've sold out about a week ago. Great donations, and again, anyone can still go to uh, go to golfunited.org and donate. Um, it's going to be an amazing event. Charlie Reimer donated a uh, tour of the Golf Channel for up to eight people. Chris DeMarco, he donated uh, a signed glove, a hat, a U.S. Open flag. Um, He also uh, paid for a foursome from Golf Channel to go. So it's just an amazing event and so excited to be a part of it and and what we're doing to – Uh, donate to a
3: great cause well we've actually had a 12th man on our committee my uh my right hand man co-host here kevin sternett who has worked uh very hard round rounding up four teams from the golden bear club uh, including johnny damon and he's sitting here with a johnny damon signed bat
1: yeah johnny was in the golf shop and uh brought us a bat signed um couldn't be more more I'm proud of our members over there at the Golden Bear Club and also I have this uh poster of him um sw- swinging uh the grand slam that he made, that he hit um in Boston against New York to win the World Series in 2004 to break the curse. Um he signed that yesterday for us, so I'm bringing that along as well. There was only 18 of them made and since he wore number 18 I believe he has number one in his house, and we have the fourth. So we have the fourth one. I have this bat, uh, James Bubba Stewart, who I know you know from uh, coming out there to Grand Cypress quite a bit, but 10-time yeah. world motocross champion. Uh, he signed a jersey for us. Um, so I'm bringing that out as well. and you This know, is big. Oh, it's absolutely huge. Everybody's really been like, oh, yeah, I'll chip in, I'll chip in so it's been really great and all the members i got twelve members four of our staff members to total up four teams Um all of us are really excited to come over there
4: yeah you know and that's exactly what it's about is you know some of the local celebrities that, that live here in town um, you know getting me on the golf channel so many people it's about helping the community and again as a pga professional um, that's what i'm here for and and so it, it's It's great to see everyone come together in golf. Um, Not only do they get to play a great golf course, the new course, Nicholas's tribute to the old course at St. Andrews. Um, They're going to have an amazing lunch. It's just going to be a fun day of golf. It's going to be a day that we kind of forget about all the negative and all the hatred in the world. We come together as a group. Have fun and enjoy the day.
1: And I have I have one other announcement that I wanted to make to you because one of our um, our beverage cart girls, um, her husband, Officer uh, Luke Austin, is actually was one of the first responders to the Pulse um, tragedy. And uh, I talked to him on the phone last week, and we just got confirmation from his captain that he's going to bring some of the first responders to the tournament. That morning and possibly even stay all day and for the lunch um, because he wanted to be present and show him, um, you know, if anybody wanted to ask him any questions or if he got a chance to see any of the victims or the families, um, you know, and see how the those victims were doing. He he is and the rest of the guys like some of the other guys are coming as well. And they really wanted to see, you know, how everybody's doing. They're concerned You know, they were all in this tragedy together. You know, some of them, you know, obviously lost their lives. Some of them were shot and whatnot, but they were all in it together. He was actually one of the people who was picking up some of these victims and putting them in the F-150 that you saw um, driving to the hospital and stuff like that. So he's actually really, really, really excited to be a part of this as well. And, um, you know, all these, this whole community of Orlando coming together, I could not be more proud of the city I live in.
4: Uh, we agree, and that's exciting that they're going to be there. And, again, it, it's that's what it's all about is, is people coming together and and being a part of something that was horrific and, and knowing that we're not going to give in to that and, and we're going to stay strong as a community.
3: And the power of golf as a community, as an industry, giving back so many of our sponsors, uh uh Chase 54 our our shirt company New Era our hat company so many people that reached out that wanted to support the tournament Robert it's just been uh, incredible and I know your staff let's not forget Grand Cypress who is our host and hospitality sponsor what uh you know Benchmark has done in its generosity and support to help us be able to have you know 100% of these proceeds be donated to the two funds that we're supporting, the One Orlando Fund and Pulse of Orlando. Those will be the two benefiting from our tournament.
4: Yeah, they, the the Grand Cypress staff, it's funny, I just left a BEO meeting that we had for the F&B team, and they are all so excited just to be a part of it and to be there to help out. Um, so it's just, again, Uh, The Villas of Grand Cypress donating the lunch um, and the staff, and then also the the golf club, Grand Cypress Golf Club, donating the golf for the day. Um, Again, it's just everyone coming together and everyone doing the right thing to help out.
3: And I know we're going to be featuring Grand Cypress next month as our golf course of the month, so to our listeners, we're going to have some uh, special opportunities for you to win a chance to go out and play Grand Cypress one of our premier properties in central Florida so we're looking forward to to showing you some love back at Grand Cypress and also giving our listeners a chance to go out there if you haven't uh, been able to sign up for the tournament to get to play that in September and and Robert uh we we are so uh thankful for your entire team it's certainly made it a lot easier in terms of organizing this and staging the event. And we look forward to seeing you bright and early Friday morning, my friend.
4: I don't think I'm going to go to sleep Thursday night. <laughs>
3: I know. It's going to be like Christmas morning, isn't it?
4: Exactly.
3: Robert Scott from the Grand Cypress Golf Club. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. We've got Bob Herrick from ESPN coming up next.
5: Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sent uh, three iron and hit me in the back of the head.
1: I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the Struggler's Blues. The Struggler's Blues.
3: We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. That would be ultimate I-4.
1: Ultimate traffic jam I-4. So,
3: you know, sit back, chill, and uh, we'll try to keep you a little bit entertained. Uh, Some crazy headlines in the golf world, Kevin, over this past weekend. Um, First of all, how about this stabbing in Utah? (laughs)
1: I'm telling you, slow play. Sixty-one-year-old. Taken... The bar has now been set. Man
3: and his wife apparently had a couple of altercations with a slow-playing group in front of them, and they wouldn't let them through.
1: I mean, if you ask nicely, you should be able to play through.
3: And then the next thing you know, he's a knife-wielding ninja, sixty-one-year-old,
1: <laughs> which is so probably funny.
3: playing from the back tees, which he shouldn't
1: be doing. He's got a cart full of 28 golf clubs. He pulls out a pocket knife and stabs a man. His three friend, The guy's three friends jump him, hold him down. The police come, arrest the guy. I'm like, what happened to a nice, friendly, outdoor game of golf?
3: Oh, my. Patrick Reed <laughs> down at NASDAQ. Open, open, uh, was it yesterday? The gavel? And, yeah. And, and, and broke the gavel.
1: Broke the gavel. It went like he banged it twice, and then on the third, the gavel flew off the table and over into the crowd.
3: The man is, you know, he's strong. Uh,
1: he's, I guess. He's
3: a, now we know why they call him the bulldog. And finally, in the com, the ultimate pairsome. 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 <laughs> Pairing. <laughs> Yip. shake. Shank. And Hack,
1: Jared Hack from the Legacy Club at Alachua Lakes, right here in Orlando too. He's actually a friend of mine. I like Jared a lot. Love Jared. And uh, but yeah, he uh, he Facebooked out or tweeted out the other day. He's like the ultimate pairing. Yip, Shank, and Hack. They all shot. They were all at fifteen under going into the last round, and um, were seven shots back. All had a realistic chance to win their first event at the Web.com, but uh, wasn't meant to be i don't know if they yip shanked or hacked it up but um it's funny grouping what a great what great pictures and great fun they had with that
3: well a guy who never shanks it especially when it comes to covering all things golf he's back from rio can't wait to hear all of uh, the sights and sounds of his extraordinary couple of weeks covering the golf olympics bob harrick from espn on the line hey bob
2: Hey Holly, actually, that uh, threesome describes my game perfectly.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think probably all of us on certain days. Exactly. So are you, uh, you know, you little jet lagged out, little little uh, uh, weary eyed after two weeks down there in Rio?
2: A little bit still, yeah, still, uh, uh, still trying to recover. It was uh, it was a very hectic two weeks, but uh, as I think most of us agree um surprisingly good two weeks it was uh it was better than expected and i thought that was great it was um it was really kind of neat to witness uh uh how it all unfolded and and how um uh, you know for both the men and the women it 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 really came off as a success
3: how about this comeback for nb park uh you know this was this was quite a um You know, a ton of pressure on NB when it comes to, you know, looking for a gold medal for the country of Korea. So this was huge. Not only that, but the fact that she, you know, had overcome some injuries and real questions about whether or not, you know, she was going to continue to play and possibly retire and just recently getting into the Hall of Fame.
2: Right. You know, I think she's now sort of downplayed the whole retirement thing um i don't think she did a great job of squelching it before uh but really what's remarkable is how you know how little she had played and how off her form had been and she clearly put in the work to, to get prepared because um you know she did not look like a player who was struggling in any way uh you know she opened the tournament with a couple of 66s um gave people hope with a 70 in the third round and then, you know, let the others make mistakes early in the final round and, and then made a couple of birdies to, to separate. And, you know, it kind of looked like the NB Park that everybody had, had kind of grown to, uh, to follow, you know, the, the one who won all those turn you know, a few years ago, won three straight majors. Uh, but apparently this thumb injury that she had was, was really a nuisance. And, you know, she tried to, play through it then she tried to rest it then she came back too early maybe and she hadn't played on the lpj tour since early june uh and then actually played in korea a few weeks ago as sort of a warm-up and missed the cut so um you know there was every reason to think that she was not going to have a great olympics and there not only does she have a very good olympics she wins
1: you there
3: yeah, that was it was absolutely a phenomenal finish. A uh, little disappointed, Stacey Lewis making a run towards the end, uh, but fell short of the medal uh, victory.
2: Yeah, and, and, you know, she kind of let it get away from her on, on the third round on Friday. Uh, you know, shot 63, then 76, and, and and had a double bogey on the last hole, which is a par 5. I mean, you know, she wishes she could have that back. I mean... Uh, she very, very easily could have been in there the way she played on Sunday, and it actually left a birdie putt short on the last hole. Uh, so, but still, I thought it was a really good showing by her, um, and uh, obviously a, a very emotional showing and and an effort by uh, Jarena Pillar, you know, who's never won on the l t j tour, and there she was in the last group, and um, I think we saw this on both sides, you know when they when they got inside the ropes at the olympics they realized how big it was and and how how neat it was and, and and also some perspective they recognized that you know compared to the other sports um you know golf has it pretty good you got these big events all you know every year several times a year uh in the other olympic sports your glory comes once every 4 years and people put in a lot of effort to get there and uh you know it can be over with in a day. So um you know I thought all around it really was uh was a neat uh, a neat deal and and uh you know hopefully that bodes well going forward.
3: Absolutely. So we're now turning towards the playoffs and we go to Barclays at Beth Page Black uh give us some uh foresight on what you see coming up this week?
2: Well, I think in a weird way now, having had had the Olympic golf in here, for those who did not participate in the Olympics, you know, it's sort of no excuses. You know, Jordan, Rory, Dustin Johnson, Adam Scott, uh, uh, whom I'm missing, Jason Day, of course. You know, they've had three weeks off now since the PGA. I mean, and that's typically not what you have. You typically have the one week between the PGA and the playoffs, There's a lot of grumbling usually because it just becomes a grind playing three or four weeks in a row. This year it's three in a row. Well, you know, except for Justin Rose and Matt Kuchar really, you know, some couple of Stenson, of course, that excuse really isn't there. Uh, I mean, and and it's it's always been a viable excuse, don't get me wrong, but now it's not. They've had time to recharge, to regroup. I think it sets up for really good playoffs. I mean, it's it's fairly wide open. You've got a lot of guys, I think, who can – do damage, um, and you've got some guys that are a little hungry. I think uh, Jason Day and Jordan Spieth not having won majors this year, Rory also, you know, they've got a lot to be motivated about. And, uh, and of course, we've got the Ryder Cup coming up in a month or so, five weeks. and So all of that is still to come, and, uh, you know, it sets up quite nicely, I think.
3: We're talking to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, fresh from his trip to Rio. Kevin?
1: Yeah, and you know, I was listening to their press conferences and I think you know, you were saying about the motivation aspect of it and the the opportunity that they got to watch the Olympics and them saying, you know, I was watching and I wish I was there, maybe that they'll use this week as that motivation to like almost like their Olympics. You know, yes, it's going into the FedEx cup playoffs, you got the Ryder Cup around the corner and whatnot, but maybe this will be that um um that energy that spurs them going forward.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any question that that should be sort of their attitude right now. Um you know, if you're going to not participate when you were eligible, now you, you probably need to do everything you can to to be prepared and 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 really give it your all. Um you know, we've sometimes seen guys not do that in the playoffs. It's hard to believe with all the money at stake. Um but um you know, you sense from some guys a, a lack of motivation if their if their game is off, or if they can't you know if they know they can't win the FedEx Cup, they uh, they go through the motions a little bit. Uh, so, um, and you know, there's there's motivation obviously for the guys who are farther down the list to keep advancing. You know, I think it's a big deal to them. Uh, Justin Rose is, is actually not secure for the tour championship. He's he's like 50th in the points. So uh you know he's he's he needs to 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 get going a little bit in the playoffs to assure that he's in Atlanta and uh, you got to believe that he's you know come with the good vibes he has he uh he he ought to be in good shape to to have a couple of good tournaments.
3: Well I want to know Bob was it all work and no play down there what what was some of the fun stuff you got to do and did you get to see some of these great Olympic venues?
2: You know, unfortunately, I did not go to any other events. Um, uh, I was The man works near, too hard. It, I was very near several of the venues when, uh, when I would return to the main media center, sure. which wasn't at the golf course. Um, we weren't allowed to do any kind of TV or video on site. You'd have to go to another location. And that was in, like, sort of the Olympic Park, the Olympic Village. That was, like, where the tennis was, the swimming. They were all right there. But I never got to any of them. Uh, for me, the days were really long. And, uh, I, you know, I was out there early. And by the time you get done, it was sort of like, okay, now I just got to regroup for tomorrow. But certainly there was a great atmosphere in that vicinity. You know, there was a lot of negativity about the games. And um, certainly there were problems. But... But uh, there was also a lot of positives too. I mean, I think the people of Brazil certainly. Um, if you saw the end of that soccer game on Saturday,
3: unbelievable,
2: Brazil, you know, unbelievable. I mean, that, that just showed it all right there. I mean, they were absolutely going crazy, and that's they were very, very boisterous for their own for their own teams. And, you know, one of the problems, too, is, you know, I I didn't get the sense there were a lot of people there from other countries, but probably not as many as would have attended, say, in London. So, you know, that's why you had some venues that didn't have sellouts or or full full crowds. But to that end, that's another reason why I thought golf looked good. I mean, they had really good crowds, especially on the weekends, and there was fear that there'd be nobody out there. I mean, Brazil's not a big sport. Excuse me, uh, golf is not a big sport in Brazil. And, uh, you know, a lot of the fans who came out had no idea probably what they were watching. They had never seen it before, uh, but they supported it anyway. And uh, so I thought that was pretty cool as well.
3: Yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Well, we thanks, uh, thank you so much for your time, Bob. Get some rest, and I know we'll be talking in the next couple of weeks as we get these playoffs started.
2: Very good. Thanks so much.
3: Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. Check out all of his coverage of the Barclays this week. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble.
5: Won't pay the price. I love my muni. I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make a
2: car.
3: We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home. Fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Kevin Sternett from the Golden Bear Club. And we are so, so stoked up for the Golf United for Pulse turdy scramble happening at Grand Cypress Friday morning, Kevin. We've been talking about it for weeks, and now it's just around the corner, and uh, it's going to be amazing.
1: It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to tee it up. Our team's going to win. Team Golden Bear.
3: I'm just going to be heckler. I'm going to be out there with my megaphone, heckling, you know, ringing my cowbell. Well, Jeremy
1: thinks his team's going to win. Ryan thinks his team's going to win. Michelle obviously thinks her team's going to win because she gets to play the red tees. But it's going to be the team of Mike Reese, Todd McClellan and Gary Martin and Kevin Sternet. We're bringing home the gold.
3: Well, we will be talking about it next week. We don't want to waste any more time because we're going to one of our stealth golf insiders up there in the great state of New York. One of my good, good buddies and the publisher of one of the best regional magazines in the country, golfing magazine, John Klozik from Long Island, on the line. Hey, John.
5: Holly chi? how are you?
3: Oh, my gosh, buddy. I wish we were up there hanging out at Beth Page Black. I love that golf course.
5: I wish you were up here also. I mean, I, I love the golf course. It's absolutely fabulous. I lived here my whole life. Uh, way, way, way back when I used to sleigh ride down the first tee. So it's amazing having the uh, greatest golfers in the world here now.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, of course, we know uh, Beth Page has had, the Black Horse has had, a number of uh, renovations and facelifts over uh, the past, what, 10, 15 years? Uh, give our listeners a little sense of what the course is going to be like uh, this week.
5: Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's in absolutely perfect condition. We've had some pretty good weather um, most of July and August. We had a little rain about a week or so ago, kind of changed it, but... um, now it's been fabulous the weather's up in the 80s low 90s sunny skies uh i did play the golf course about two weeks ago it was the last sunday it was open and it was in perfect perfect condition it's a big golf course and, uh do um, you, you
3: shoot yeah. under par johnny g uh
5: i shot under par if i left after seven holes <laughs> 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 yeah well it's, it's I actually said to somebody I said I think I've I've outgrown this golf course. It is just so big. And uh but it's fabulous. I mean it's you know, it's obviously playing over 7,000 yards. It's in perfect shape. Uh you know, they do set it up for the tour coming in, but I it's one of my favorite golf courses in the whole world.
1: How far back would you say you played at that because I think that course stems out at like 7600 yards or something like that.
5: Yeah, we didn't play it that far back. As a matter of fact, they actually you know, they there's a notice posted that they've closed the back tees. Not that I'm going back there, <laughs> uh, but basically the tour tee boxes were roped off and closed, so uh, they were moved up a little bit. But it was it was real close to uh, seven thousand yards.
3: So. Um, J- Johnny G, yeah. who do you uh, see best benefits golf in terms of their game? And, you know, with black, black, black Beth Page Black. Oh my goodness, it, it, it's
5: three times fast. Oh, so, so, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, all these guys are I mean, relatively long. I mean, DJ a little bit longer than everybody else. It definitely favors the long hitter. Uh, the golf course is somewhat wide open, even though they you know narrow it down a little bit. But you know these guys that bomb it out there certainly have an advantage. Uh, you know they're hitting shorter irons into g- greens that are well protected. The greens are not that undulating, but they have this you know slight slopes to them. So they don't have to worry about the greens; they just have to get onto them.
3: So well, saying- we we know what, we know uh, a guy that the New York crowd loves, and that would be uh, Mr. Phil Mickelson. So you think uh, that's his 12th-man advantage this week at the Barclays? Uh,
5: I don't know. You know, you have to be long. If if, if Phil is putting really well, it, it kind of lends it into his favor a little bit, his wheelhouse. He needs to be putting well. Um, I'm looking at some of the guys that bomb it out there, you know, whether it's Big Day or Ricky. Uh, the longer hitters definitely have an advantage. and And obviously keep it in the fairway. Uh, that's going to help a lot. Phil, you know, interestingly enough, way back when, and I, I give a lot of credit, and I'm predicting now, years in advance, the Ryder Cup is going to be at the best page black in 2024. But back in 2002, during the media press conference, Phil Mickelson said, You know, we could play the Ryder Cup here tomorrow. And it's just the light bulb went off. Everybody thought about it. They talked about it for a couple of years, and now the Ryder Cup's coming here. And I think Phil will be old enough in twenty twenty four, eight years from now, that he may be the captain of that team.
3: Wow. Yeah, how cool would that be, huh?
5: Go to the videotape.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. All right, Johnny G, final thoughts from you about what we should be expecting or uh watching this week at Beth Page Black.
5: I mean the good news is the weather's gonna be spectacular. Maybe a little chance of thunder showers tomorrow, ninety degrees, but it's only that's only Thursday. Look for the weekend for you know a, a tight, tight finish. And the last finishing holes, I'll say from 14 to 18, get really exciting. So uh, just watch it on TV. And, and if anybody wants to get in touch with me, they can email me, call me. Holly, you can give them all the information. Uh, I'll be there every day from now until Sunday.
3: One of the best publications, regional publications in our business. How many years now, John?
5: 28 years. Love it up in New York. It's absolutely fabulous. 139 golf courses. Come on up anytime.
3: Golfingmagazine.com. Thank you, Johnny G. John Klozick, we love you. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. We've got more golf talk coming up. Stay with us.
1: Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh,
0: first I had to teach them to play golf. And then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments. None of which they do very well.
3: We're back, the Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G, along with Kevin Sternett. And, uh, hey, this is somebody we've just recruited into one of our uh, last spots in the tournament, Kevin.
1: hmm Yeah. Um, I think
3: maybe he heard that Johnny Damon was showing up and then,
1: you know. Oh, I'll let, I'll, I'll introduce him. I hear he's a big fan.
3: The one, the only, Jeff Babineau from Golf Week on the line. Hello, Babs. Babs? Are Hello? you there? Whoa, all right. Yeah, Our, in, we, yeah, we're having some technical difficulties tonight, but hey, that's live radio. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Hey, that happens
1: it's usually you? operator error
3: <laughs> so uh what'd you think of the women's uh olympics on sunday jeff
0: i thought it all was great you know i did a wrote a column today on golfweek.com i thought the olympics were a big hit you know we we kind of worried what and wondered what they were going to be and there was a lot of chaos going in but uh i think you had two great tournaments you had six different countries on the medal stand and i thought it was a big success
3: yeah i think i think all of us uh, in general feel that way and um it'll be interesting to see how that momentum carries over what do you think about when they do this vote uh you know that's coming up about whether golf will be extended past japan how do you think that's going to go
0: well i had a good talk with mike davis i was up at the u.s amateur and he came up there you know the USGA executive director after um He's on the board with the IGF, with the Olympic stuff. And uh, he said, you know, the metrics that they're going to look at, which is uh, attendance and the the events were well attended. The golf was very well attended. Uh, TV, whether or not players enjoy themselves, all the metrics they're going to look at were kind of all thumbs up. So I think that bodes well for golf going forward. I think the challenge is going to be trying to get some more medals in golf. You know, maybe there's some kind of, team element or something so that golf gets more than six medals
1: oh and if you get Hideki Matsuyama playing in Tokyo for the Olympics in four years imagine the attendance for that I realize that they're voting on it next year to see if it's going to be in 2024 but I mean they got to put that into consideration that it is going to be huge I'm not sure where the Olympics are in 2024 but it's I mean it's going to be huge in four years
0: yeah, it be big, and I think I think L.A. is on the short list for 2024, I believe, for the summer, and, you know, think of the venues you could go to there, Riviera, or, you know, some of, that, some of the West Coast stuff there, and uh, that'd be great, too, but, as you say, Matsuyama playing at home in Japan, and it's huge, uh, Shenzhen Feng getting a medal, you know, 1, 1. 1.4 billion people in China, there's, if you, if you want to watch golf in China, you pay for it to watch it on TV, but not the Olympics. So that had to be a huge moment. And I think those are the kinds of moments they wanted. They wanted to get some people on the medal stand from countries that weren't really golf mature so much like, you know, like we would be your great Britain. And uh, that happened. So it was good.
3: Yeah, it was, it was all good. So now we are into the home stretch here with the PGA tour playoffs, the FedEx cup. Uh, then we're into the Ryder cup in the next four weeks, Jeff, we're barely going to catch our breath here in September.
0: <laughs> It doesn't stop, does it? It's crazy. You just got to reset, go to the next deal. and uh, I mean, the good news for the FedEx Cup is the top, you know, the four big guys that missed out on the Olympics are all going to be rested for the FedEx Cup. So, yeah, they're going to get rolling this week at Barclays, and it's going to be really good. I think, you know, back to Bethpage Black, I think they get excited to go back and play there. And uh, then, then we're off and running, you know, back to Boston. And, and before you know it, we'll be in Atlanta. So it's uh, – it's good, and there's a lot to play for—big purses and, and you know that big carrot on the stick at the end—that ten million bucks—that moves anybody's needle.
1: Yeah, this summer has been um, so very unusual, you know, with all the majors and then the Olympics and all this stuff, and the focus and the great golf that we're really getting to see. You know, it's not been that up and down roller coaster that it's like you know here's a tournament here we play two mediocre tournaments there then it's off to another good tournament then a week off then a major then you know so on and so on it's been like one after another after another you wish that the golf season was like this every year you know where everybody would go to the John Deere everybody goes to the Windom and you know it's just that's how golf should be you know it's like you go to these NASCAR races and it's the best guys there every week and and so on and so on and all the other sports as well. I wish that all of our guys would go, uh, you know, play like this all year long. It would make it so much more exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a really good pace for the summer. I mean, starting back even to the players, you almost had a big event at least every other week, something really big, you know, Memorial, and then we had the U.S. Open, and then you had the uh, the Open Championship and the PGA within a couple of weeks. As, as you say, you know, I, I look at NASCAR, too, and you look at those guys, they don't miss a week. And they're there every week, and certainly that's grueling. And I can't imagine being behind a wheel doing that for, you know, a few hundred laps. Uh, But I think it wears down the golfers. And I I always, you know, I'm with you in the camp that, man, I wish these guys got together a lot more. And then, you know, then I'll maybe once or twice a year play golf for four days in a row and feel like I climbed a mountain or something. Mm -hmm. It beats me up. So I think it's good that they, they kind of play at a good pace. They rest up. They stay fresh. They stay mentally fresh, and like we saw, the all the big guns will be fresh and ready to go for Barclays, and and that's a good thing.
3: Who who do you think? We always ask this question: Who do you think's the hungriest at this stage of the season, uh, coming into Barclays? You know, Rory not having you know his best year, and now looking at uh, possibly using and switching to a new putter in light of what's happened with with Nike and their equipment. Uh, it's it's getting very interesting.
0: Yeah, he's certainly hungry, and Spieth is hungry. I mean, for those guys to go a year without a major, that's big, and now they turn to this. But, you know, who's amazing me this year. I thought he might have a little bit of a, you know, maybe a little bit of a letdown after such a huge year. Last year with Jason Day, he kind of amazes me with how hungry he stays and how focused he is. And that's the guy I'm kind of watching for the playoffs. I think he's going to be there right to the end. Uh, he's got the complete game and, and seems to be in pretty good form, you know, rory's got to figure out that putter and and speed's kind of been hot and cold with his game he he just doesn't seem to put it all together uh not like he did last year so i think uh and then you have the hot guys you know you gotta you gotta look at Stenson and how well he's played as well and maybe dustin johnson where he had a hot early summer so uh, i think it's exciting you know the top five you have going in are all multiple winners and i think it sets up to uh it be something really cool again. yeah. You know, we wondered how good the playoffs would be, and I think they're something that's really added to the schedule.
3: I think a little something, too, that got lost with uh, the Olympics falling right on top of it. But how about Jim Furyk coming back from injury at his age, something that possibly could have, you know, maybe ended his career, and, uh, you know, posting that, that record 58. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you. I don't really think that got the total uh, attention it probably should have because the Olympics are coming up right around the corner. Um, Fifty-eight was amazing, and and I think he's basically played his way onto this Ryder Cup team. And you know he doesn't have a great Ryder Cup record. I think he's ten and twenty and four, but he's got he's got some great form going right now, and he wants to be there. So uh, I'm glad he's going to get another shot at another Ryder Cup, and hopefully he'd be able to go out with a good one.
3: Who do you think Davis has his eyes on for his captain's pick?
0: Well, I mean, I think I think uh, and Furyk are pretty much going to be locked in there, and then you got to figure out who else is going to be in there. You know, with J.B. Holmes, you have Bubba, you have Ricky. I think the bold move is to leave Bubba at home. Honestly, uh, talented as he is, I don't know how much he intimidates these other guys in match play, and he hasn't been great in the Ryder Cup. He's 0-2 in singles and. Three and five overall. I mean, I think that'd kinda be a bold move, but otherwise you're going back to the Ryder Cup with kind of the same team that you've had there that's lost six out of seven, a lot of the same parts. So I think you gotta get some new blood in there and, and freshen it up a little bit.
3: So who are you picking for Sunday to be the the victor, the champion?
0: I, I think Jason Days are gonna get up to the hot start and he's gonna be the guy that these guys are gonna chase uh but, but Phil might too. You know, Phil gets inspired in New York, but I think Day, when you look at the four tournament stretch, he's the, the safer
3: bet. All right, and we're going to be seeing you Friday morning, Babs, out at the right. Golf United for Paul Scramble at Grand Cypress. Uh, bring well, your A game, my friend.
0: Well, my A game's about a G these days, but oh all right, geez, just bring, bring your bring wallet. My, uh, <laughs> bring my wallet. I'll do that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, bring your wallet because I know you're gonna want to bid on this Johnny Damon autographed baseball bat we have sitting here right in the studio oh, right now.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. I'd say I sat in his living room the day he was drafted. I'd go back a little ways with him. Yeah,
3: no doubt. Our local resident, Johnny Damon. We're happy That'd to have him happy to have him out there. We'll see you then. Thank you so much, Will Jeff do. Babineau from Golf Week. Thanks to all our listeners, and we'll be back next week. Donate golfunited.org.